This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Uh, we're happy to be, be, be back with you folks at this time. And the Old Trailblazer is uh, concerned about the souls of my hearers, my listeners. And uh, I wish you'd sit down and write me and let me hear from you. We've gone on a couple of new stations. I'd like to hear from some of you. Well, many other stations I'd like to hear from you. And I'm getting letters from folks that uh, I'd mentioned a while back that we might have to cut back a little bit. And I'm getting letters now. Please, Pastor, please, Trailblazer, don't take this station off the air. So I'll ask you to you let me know. If nobody listened to this station, we'll go somewhere else. we got stations that uh, would love to have the old Trailblazer broadcast. So you write me if you would. We're bringing you some seri- a series of studies on uh, faith healing, divine healing, true and false, whatever you want to call it. And we, we've gotten quite a few comments. Some of our folks uh, don't agree with us along many lines that we've, many things that we've said. And we have two or three uh, pastors that's unhappy with us. They write us and tell us how wrong we are and they're critical about us. And instead of saying they'd pray for us, no, they just don't want us on the radio. They don't want us on the same station they're on. But you pray for me. Would you do that? We have no axe to grind with anyone we never get personal in anything we do, we're bringing you thus saith the lord we're speaking about what the lord teaches and not about any one individual or denomination or those things but my friend the bible is so plain it's so true and it's hard to misunderstand if you'll just le- read it with an open mind but in our last study we were looking there uh, uh with a with a few thoughts about god's way of grace along with our studies, in, in conjunction with our study. And we're looking at uh, before a sinner uh, ever gets saved, he says uh, he has to be, will be shown what a sinner he is. We call that Holy Spirit conviction. First, the convicted sinner made to, is made to feel his, his actual transgressions. In other words, a sinner must see that he's a sinner by practice. All of this malarkey that we have today folks go to church on a given sunday and the preacher gets up with a with a soft soap soothing a message and at the end he says you want to be saved come on down here and shake my hand and they go down there by the thought by the thousands in these stadiums i've seen those things and those folks think they're saved because some pastor told him they were but my friend where is repentance where is where is uh Taking, the, taking your place as a sinner and seeking the Lord. The Bible says, broad is a way that seemeth right unto man, and narrow is a way. And my, my friend, what road are you on? Are you on the broad road? I've told you how many times I've heard these night nighttime preachers give that invitation to, to pray this prayer. Jesus, I'm sorry I sinned. Uh, amen. And they said, you saved. My friend, you want to go out into eternity on that? Not the old trailblazer. No, sir. No, sir. But the sinner has to see by that he's a sinner by practice. God never saves a sinner in his sins. No. God never saves a sinner in his sins. If the scripture says over there in Ephesians, uh, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. And I, I like to use a little sarcasm once in a while in the message. I think it does good. I think it cut, gets your attention. But that scripture says, and you hath he quickened, that means made alive, uh, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Well, let, let me ask you something. Shaking your preacher's hand, does that make you quicken? Are you quickened by shaking his hand? My friend, are you quickened by, by uh, reading that little prayer off of somebody's little prayer book and saying, Jesus, I'm sorry I sinned. Uh, thank you. Amen. Is that salvation? 
No, sir. No, sir. But listen, God never saves a sinner in his sin, but from his sin. And that sinner, because of he because he sees himself lost and sinful, surely he'll mourn over his sin. Folks tell it that we believe you got a sin, mourn for so no, we don't do that. But the Lord leads you to confess your sins and let go of those things long before you ever get to Christ. That individual who steals, he'll steal no more. That individual who trots around at night going to every kind of a honky-tonk and all those things, he won't do that anymore. That guy that, that uh, drinks and gets drunk and beats his wife, he won't do that anymore. No, no, he won't do that anymore. There's two things that send every man to hell. I mentioned this in our last broadcast. A woman, a man will go off after a woman because it's lust, because of lust, and then their money, their money. Uh, men, men going to hell by the wholesale and retail because they so so covetous that, that, that they just can't no they just can't turn it loose. Oh, but my friend, then that individual will come to see that he's a sinner by nature. Let's put it in the first place, in the first person. You will you will come to see that you're a sinner, and you'll be brought to believe in the field what a dreadful thing it is to depart from the living God. I ask my folks here on a regular basis. Did you know, if you're not saved, that you're alienated from God? You're alienated. You're, al- you're an alien. You, you have no rights. You have no citizenship. No, but you're alienated. And that individual will come to see that great gulf fixed between him and God and stand guilty there before the Lord. You'll also see that the wrath of God might fall on you. And if it does, that'll be justly. Once you thought you lived so close up to the Lord, but now, as the Holy Spirit is opening that heart of yours, you see that you stand alienated at a guilty distance from God. One of the one of the one of the predominant uh, things in this ministry God gives us here, the Lord has given us, is that we bring you the truth, my friend. The Scripture says no man can come to the except the Holy Spirit draw him. No man can come to Christ. We speak about the sovereignty of God and folks chomp their bits like they could bite a ten-penny nail into. Did you know that God is sovereign, my friend? He don't have to save you. He don't have to save you. Don't wear back there on your 18 inches and, well, that crazy fool's preaching. No, sir, the Lord don't owe you anything. He doesn't owe you one thing. He just leave you alone. All the Lord has to do for you to go to hell is him to leave you alone. Just leave you alone, leave you in your church, leave you in your bar room, leave you in your social society, leave you wherever you are, leave you in politics, leave you in nothing. If he just leaves you alone, you'll go on. You may go to church every Sunday, every time the doors open. You may hear the preacher and holler amen. But if you're not saved, if the Lord withdraws the spirit from you, you'll just go right on into hell. Nobody will know the difference when you're gone because the Lord has to initiate the, the work of your heart, my friend. Now, I know, I know some of you folks will jump up. Would you just listen? You can't come to Christ unless he draws you, unless he stirs your heart. No, sir, my friend. Then as you look within, you'll see what a sinner you are. What a sinner you are. You'll see that your old temper is contrary to God's temper. You'll see that your old pride will not let you take the, take salvation at the hands of another because you're not willing to come out openly and be identified with a rejected Christ. You're afraid to stand up in prayer meeting and ask for to be prayed for that you might be saved. But listen, the Lord hides pride from you. From you. 
before he saves you. God must hide pride from you. Go read Job thirty-three seventeen. before we come on the next time. Your spirit of malice and revenge and jealousy must be reckoned with and repented of. Now, my friend, if there ever was a truth, that's the truth. The Bible says in, in, uh, over there in the scripture, I can't quote it to you right now, but he says, I'll give you a new heart. That you you got to get, the Lord has to take that old heart out and give you a new, you say, well, Trailblazer, you're all worked up. Well, I am worked up because folks are going to hell on a religious profession. You know what a profession is? They just profess to know something. Just profess. Well, I was baptized when I was five years old. I was sprinkled when I was born. I was sprinkled from the womb. I was this. I was this. I made first communion. I made third communion. I made this, and I made a novena, and I made all this. No, none of that means a snap of your fingers, my friend. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever seen yourself on 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 a on a on the dung hill, lost and doomed and damned and 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 having no covering for your sins, my friend? Did you know your sins must be paid for, Pastor Trailblazer? What in the world are you talking about? I'm talking about that you come into this world as a sinner, a lost sinner. And when you come into the age of accountability, you're being held responsible for your sin. And if you never become lost and cry out for a covering, what is, which is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ as our substitute, you know anything about having a substitute? Do you know anything? You can't pay your sin debt. You can't pay it. You have to have a substitute. Or you can pay it in hell throughout eternity. Is that what you want? My friend, the Lord has provided a substitute, someone who took our place, someone who took our place. It's, it's, just, a, it's just so simple. I was at a, at a restaurant, drive-in restaurant one evening, and I got a sandwich before church and up in the country where we had driven, my wife and I, and a little girl come by, and I said, oh, how much do we owe you, honey? She said, "Not you don't owe me anything. That man that just drove off over yonder paid your bill. And I looked, and I recognized his car. He'd paid my bill. My friend, the Lord, Jesus Christ, paid my sin debt. Has yours been paid? Has yours been paid, my friend? Can you rear back and say, well, I don't owe nobody nothing. I won't beg for nothing. I won't. No, if you just wind up in hell. You just go to hell for your trouble. That's right, my friend. You say, well, you're just so cruel, Trailblazer. I know I'm not. I'm tempting to throw something in your path. If I have to make you mad as a hornet, as a wet setting hen, you ever see an old wet setting hen? Have you? Go out in the in the in the in the yard where the where the old hen is hatched off a bunch of bitties, and Mama sent us out there to hem them up and and uh, get them in the pen. That old setting hen would fly on you like a like a dog on a bone. I might make you mad as a wet setting hen, my friend. But if I can get something through your head that you are a sinner by nature, you love sin. We love sin. Men and women love sin. That's why we're so sinful. But we must have a substitute. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that Christ died. Christ died for our sin. Oh, well, you ought to preach John 3.16. I do. But I preach John 3.17, 18 and 19 also, my friend. Oh, but listen, he that believeth not is condemned already. Did you know you're condemned already? You're not, you're not going to be condemned. You're condemned already. That's right, my friend. But listen, listen. That spirit of malice and revenge and jealousy must be repented of. Old John the Baptist said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. You'll come to see that that fountain from which all pollution flows is within your own bosom. 
according to Mark 7.21. Yes, when the sinner is first awakened, and I tell you oftentimes, when the Lord begins to deal with that heart, confusion sets in. So we see that he wonders how he come to be so wicked, how he come to be so vile. The spirit of the living God strikes within and shows him that he has nothing good in his nature. There's no, there's not one good thing in you nor me to hold us up, to commend us to God. It's only the love of God, the, 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 the sovereignty of God that looks down and chooses one here and one there to save. But listen, that old sinner comes to see that he's depraved, totally depraved, that every faculty of his being is warped and twisted by sin. That's all the time we're going to have for this time. I want to, I want to ask you to please uh, pray for me and help me with the broadcast, if you will. And you may not believe a thing that I say, but stay with me, will you? We're going on down the line with this. We'll get back on our subject in the next time or two. Uh, d- divine healing, true and false. There's much error in the land today, my friend. Oh, there's so much error. People tell me things uh, that they hear on the radio and the television and that they hear in their churches about all of these things. I told you about the man that said they were going to have a, a, a Halloween party in the church on Sunday morning. Oh, my friend, I can't I can't go on. Don't have time. Remember, the old Trailblazer uh, mailing address is the old Trailblazer Post Office Box 1810 Walker, Louisiana 70785 in my my website, radiomissions.org. Look us up there and write me. Let me hear from you. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.